Welcome to Anchor Daily, where we daily engage in God's Word and prayer, reminding each other of the only anchor that truly holds. Hello, Bethel family. This is Angie. Grab your Bible or get your Bible app opened and join me as we examine the third chapter of Matthew together, titled in my ESV Bible, John the Baptist Prepares the Way. As I read this account of John the Baptist and Jesus, it reminded me of a story from my own life. As we watched a man step onto his church stage to begin a concert, my friend whispered to me, He doesn't look like a Christ follower. This Christian artist wore jeans full of holes and a white t-shirt that had seen better days, and he was barefoot. He was a salt-of-the-earth guy, but man could that Indiana boy sing. He had many number one hits, but his most famous was Awesome God. Do you know of whom I speak? You might have guessed correctly that I'm talking about the late Rich Mullins. If we were to judge John the Baptist like my friend did Rich Mullins, our first impression of him would likely be shock. Who is this madman? He doesn't look like a Christ follower. Rich Mullins never fit the mold some Christians tried to shove him inside either. If you know 80s Christian music, you know that Rich, compared to another popular artist, Steve Green, were miles apart when it came to appearance and style, yet they both proclaimed Jesus. John the Baptist had a similar experience, a wild prophet dressed in clothing made from camel's hair, living in the desert on locusts and wild honey. Can you picture his hair, long and tangled, his beard matted from eating wild honey and locusts? And goodness, can you imagine the bad breath he must have had? (laughs) Yet, this is the man chosen by God to usher in the ministry of Jesus. He did not fit the mold or the pattern of the religious elite. But his voice, his voice filled with truth, fulfilling the words of prophecy, a voice that called loudly and echoed far from the waters of the Jordan to the desert sands, And his voice reached deeply to those who were on the margins of society, and many came forward to repent and be baptized. But he also drew the attention of the religious elite, the Pharisees and the Sadducees, who enjoyed considerable privilege and prestige. John's call to repent was a call for them to stop perpetuating the systemic injustice that they heaped on society, on those who didn't look or act like them. In other words, repent, stop using your positions of power to exploit, control, and judge others. Despite his fiery, wild appearance, John actually preached a message of peace. He challenged the violence of the power structures and the people who were leading them. Have you ever looked at someone and thought, that person doesn't look like a Christian? I'm always saddened when I see or hear people judging another person's salvation based solely on their tattoos, haircut, style of clothing, or political beliefs. It's easy to read this chapter and focus on baptism, which is one of the central components of our faith. But John reminds us that repentance and baptism are not the end of the story, but rather the beginning. Repentance is a way of life for the Christ follower. In his book, I Surrender, Patrick Morley writes that the American church has an integrity problem. He noted that many, quote, add Christ to our lives, but do not subtract sin. It is a change in belief without a change in behavior. He goes on to say, 
It is revival without reformation, without repentance, end quote. How do we know that John the Baptist knew the importance of repentance? His humility is evident in verse 11. I baptize you with water for repentance, but he who is coming after me is mightier than I, whose sandals I am not worthy to carry. End quote. His life bore the fruits of that repentant heart. Let us all be reminded today of the importance of repentance. John Calvin comments on today's passage saying, quote, Repentance is an inward matter, which has its seat in the heart and soul, but afterwards yields its fruit in a change of life. End quote. Pray with me. Father, the fruit of repentance is that we don't do it again. Those things we have repented of. We turn away, we change our behavior, yet it is so easy to get into that cycle of sin, repent, sin, repent. May the fruit of repentance bear evidence in our lives, a life that commands righteousness and peace and getting along with my brothers and sisters, a life of grace and forgiveness, a life that doesn't look down on others and judge, but brings humility and faith in you. Amen. Thanks for joining us today. Listen in tomorrow as we continue to encourage one another to be anchored, steadfast, and secure in Jesus. If you haven't already subscribed, please do so because we'd love to continue to dive into God's word with you. We'd also like the chance to connect further with you. If you go to Bethel.ch, you'll see all sorts of ways to connect, serve, and worship with our church body. Finally, please consider sharing this podcast with your friends by word of mouth or on social media. Have a blessed rest of your day.